Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Well, hello and welcome to Following On with me, John Norman. Well, we were without the crowds in our Madhabad for the third T20 between India and England. But that didn't affect the quality of the cricket on show. We were treated to a Virat Kohli batting masterclass and then a Joss Butler counterpunch as the tourists saw themselves through to a 2-1 lead with two left to play. On following on today, former England quicks Steve Harmison and Alex Tudor will join me as well as Jared Kimber to look back at that wonderful 77 on out by Coley. And also as three England bowlers that reach speeds in excess of 90 miles an hour and then that bludgeoning, brutal Joss Butler innings blasted England to an eight-wicket victory. Uh, there's plenty to talk about. We'll also hear from both captains, uh, live from the middle, I hope, and an England player or two. And look ahead to Thursday's fourth T20. You're listening to Following On on TalkSport 2. Well, there we go again. Uh, no doubt the toss will uh, be talked about at some point in the next 20 minutes or so. But uh, uh, before then, uh, Steve Harmison, Alex Tudor, Jared Kimber, uh, as we uh, look back at another eight-wicket win for England, um, uh, which mirrors the result in the first uh, T20. Player of the match will go the way of a batsman, though, on this occasion, I imagine. Um, look... England won the toss, they put India in, and it was as we saw in that first T20. 22 for three at the end of the power play. There's no way India could get away with that in the first T20. Well, it doesn't matter what Virat Kohli does, really. 24 for three at the end of the power play in this match. And I wouldn't say it was game over, but boy, you are looking for a Ben Stokes at Headingley kind of innings to get you out of that uh, pickle. And 
despite 77 for Virat Kohli, they didn't manage it, Steve. Yeah, absolutely. I think there were there were 20 short, 20 even more short in that in that power play, and that was what took a knock-on effect towards the end of the game. And that's the question I was asking Tudes at the end there: What could England have potentially have chased? Because even if India had a, a positive power play and managed to get to 55. What did England get? 57 off for one off six off of six overs. If India had getting there, you'd still back England to have enough in the tank to go and to go and chase it down. Especially the way Josh Butler played. He hit he hit five fours and, and and four sixes. And I wouldn't say it was a typical crash bang well up Josh Butler innings. There was a lot of running around, a lot of twos, you know, little sweeps. Uh, I think he showed he showed what he needed to do to get his team over the line. But for me, if you're asking where this game was won, it was won definitely in that first power play. Rashid, Archer's first over, Woods, Woods first over, first three overs, India never, never, never got in the game from there. I tell you what, T20 is all about matchups. Are we, if you look at the first six overs in the first T20, and you look at today's match. Now let's let's factor in the fact that England won the toss, but it was almost identical. Uh, do you think Jarrod Kimber, looking ahead to the World T20, um, bearing in mind we don't know what the pitches are going to be like or the conditions, but it looks like England have settled on a formula or a template. Rashid first over, Archer second. Then it, it depends. You either give another to Rashid or you bring in Wood. And one of those two takes two overs, Jordan with a sixth. That's how both matches have gone. Is it too simplistic to think that we're going to see something very, very similar first match in that World T20? Or England are going to base something similar in and around their quest to take uh, the World T20? I mean, they won the World Cup by having a million all-rounders, didn't they? And then Joffre came in and changed their bowling lineup. I think for T20s, they don't have the, maybe the strength of all-rounders that they had a couple of years ago. Even someone like Liam Plunkett's batting is not there for them, so they're going to go. So they're going to look at their next strength. They have Mark Wood. Uh, yeah, I was working for um, Bangalore when Mark Wood was available in one of the IPL auctions, and teams just absolutely want him in the IPL. Joffre, we've seen what's going on with Joffre. Chris Jordan is probably just maybe a step below in pace and in, uh, you know, in, in impact, but again, it's a top-level bowler. When you've got those guys, I think you, you back them. That, that's, that's your death and your power play, and with Mark Wood, probably your middle overs if you want to knock someone's head off, um, you know, sort of sorted for you, and then you can throw the all-rounders around that. So I think it makes a lot of sense. I don't know how much Adil Rashid opening the bowling will continue to see. It'd be very interesting if Moeen um, Ali was playing in this, if he would have bowled early on in the power play. So I think there'll be more flexibility with the, those particular overs, but if they do have Sam Curran and Moeen Ali available to them uh, to bowl, uh, you know, that gives them even more flexibility. If, if they think the ball's going to swing, and it did swing today, if they bowled in the second innings, I wonder if um, Sam Curran might have taken that new ball. I mean, uh, Bubi Kumar was swinging it everywhere. They've got a lot of flexibility there. I don't think they have to follow that template. But the fact that they have two incredible strike bowlers in Archer and Wood is a huge thing going into a World Cup. Choose uh, that's an embarrassment of riches, isn't it? That you can come into a side, because you've got Stokes who can bowl that two or three overs. Essentially, you can come in and you think, right, if we win the toss and we're bowling first, we're going to go in with the lineup that we just we just talked about. But if we don't, then as you say, like in the, t the second T20, it's Sam Curran who opens the bowling. And he was cheap as well, one for 28. Um, in that first T20, though, because you, you're not weakening the side, because you know if you're bowling first and you only need two overs from Curran and two overs from Stokes. And again, Curran didn't come in until the ninth over in the first T20. He, was, he came in to bowl his first over, the 11th over today. Now, he's never bowled later 
than he did in the first T20. And the same can be said again today. That amount of flexibility surely is a strength, especially when you consider the flip side of that is an India side who've come in with essentially five bowlers and, and that's your lot. Yeah, it's an embarrassment riches from Owen Morgan, isn't it? And as I said, a captain's only as good as, as his bowling quartet and uh, he has that in abundance with, with, with this England lineup, as you say, if, if it is swinging. As you said, if England bowling in this second half, I mean, Bovey will swing it. If, if there's anyone going to get swing world cricket, it will be him. I mean, his, the way he releases the ball, the seam bolt upright is the best I've seen in world cricket. Um, but Sam, up your sleeve if it's swinging. He can say, right, Sam, you're coming on now. Let's try and swing a few. All right, it's not swinging. I'll, I'll hold you back. Get, um, get the big boys on. You know, as you say, get Archer, Wood, um, Jordan, Stokesy, I need a wicket, come and do something. Adil Rashid, you know, wrist spin. That's why I think actually it's good to have him to bowl that first over. With Mo, it's, it's, it's rego spin, isn't it? It's not like he has a deucer or anything like that. He has his arm ball. But with wrist spin, you know, the batsman just has to think about it because they're thinking, oh, is it a googly? Is it a turning leggy? How much is the leggy turning? It's his, his, you know, his top spinner. There's all these options you have. So it's an abundance of um, talent that he has at his disposal and he uses it well. And, and as, you know, Harmi was saying, you know, those first six overs were outstanding. I mean, we, we normally get excited. We want to see fours and sixes. But for me, seeing the bowlers bowling with that pace, but bowling with that skill, not allowing with width, tucking them up for room is exciting for me. Seeing batsmen jumping and, you know, taking their bottom hand off the bat. I like to see that. I want to see Pepper. And then that's that's the point. You look at it's the way Ishan Kishank. <laughs> you, you spot on, Chooch. You know the way Kishank came in to bat. This kid's off the back of 60. Everybody's saying he's he's brilliant. Yeah, he's the new Adam Gilchrist. He's going to try and whack it everywhere. You know, he did it well in the IPL, average 50. All of a sudden, he comes walking out and he's seen the whites of his eyes. That's that third that third over, you've seen the whites of his eyes. Virat Kohli comes walking out, back of a length, bang, giving him some. Yeah, this is this is a different contest altogether. And you mentioned about the bowl, the way the dynamics of that bowling attack. If you've got Archer and Wood bowling, the second, third, fourth, and fifth over, four overs between them, you can have if there's a left handed opening batsman of Moe's playing, you could start with Mo, but you've also got Rashid up your sleeve. And then you've got Jordan for the sixth over. Your power play is sorted, but you've also when you've got Jordan in your side your death sorted so from that point of view it is the dynamics of England's bowling attack is right if they can somehow shoehorn Mo and Ali into this team well there's the point isn't it because it's all well and good saying this after they won the toss but of course there was points in that first innings when we were of the opinion that they could have done with another spinner um, and of course what happens if they don't win, don't win the toss I know I've talked about you can utilise Sam Curran differently but it does seem strange, especially if you're looking at a scorecard. You know, who do you want to see at number seven? Do you want to see Sam Curran or Moeen Ali? I mean, I would, uh, on the latter, to be honest, his, his six-hitting ability is deserving of a place well up the order. I wouldn't say the same thing for Sam Curran. So, again, it's about fitting, fitting Ali in. But from what we've seen in those three matches, I'm not sure there is a place of Moeen Ali. I think he fits in at six. I really do. I think he fits in at six. The number six only faces, and this is my thing with, with Ben Stokes. We talked about it at the start of the show. Ben Stokes needs a few balls to get in and get going. Moan Ali, we've seen many times, Moan Ali can hit six on ball one. Hang on, hang on. So, 
you put him in at six, are you saying to me that you move Stokes to three? Mo, I move Stokes to three. And you take Milan out? Unfortunately, I'm sorry, I, I take him out. I do take him out. I took him out at the end of the last game, to be fair, when me and Goffey were arguing, where Joe Root in. So if I'm taking him out for Joe Root in 2020, I'm taking him out for Ben Stokes. It helps Ben Stokes to go higher. It helps you know, the dynamics of the batting unit to keep going. If number one, number two does, goes by trying to hit sixes, number three comes in and does the same. Number four comes in, does the same. Number five comes in, does the same. If we get off to a good start, we've got a platform. We've got power coming all the way down, all the way through. Mo and Ali, for me, is a, is a better number. He's, he's a, arguably a better number six than Ben Stokes in that, in that role, in that dynamic role. And he gives me that little option. And at the end of the thing, that, in that first innings, it comes to me. We did not have a spin bowler after the 13th over. And that, that could be the difference between winning and losing a World T20 semi-final or a final. Because when we talk about big tournaments, we talk about small margins. And if, you know, if, if, if the horse is bolted and Rashid had to come on early to try and get us a wicket and, try, and we've used these overs up early and the ball's taking spin in October in India at the back end of the summer, I need another spin option for me. This is why I don't think that that template that you said works. Because if you've got one spinner and you're going to use him regularly in the power play, I just I'll tell don't you think what, it works. Let me just break you off, not because you're saying I'm, not, I'm wrong. Let's hear from the India captain, Virat Kohli. It was a bit difficult to start early on with the new ball and we saw that it was a bit tacky and the bowlers were getting a bit of assistance. Yes, they do have extra pace as well. That made it more difficult, but they were hitting good areas. So I, I think the, the key was to get in partnerships. And uh, we got uh, one little partnership um, and then... You know, towards the end with Hardik as well, it was important for me to to bat deep into that innings because I knew once the batsman who's set, it'll be easier for that guy to read the pace and the bounce of the wicket and put pressure on the bowlers. If you saw even Hardik in the first half coming in, it wasn't easy to hit through the line straight away. And even Joss, after he got, I mean, he went from the start, but after he crossed 30-35, it was almost impossible to, to you know, control the run. So the, the case was just to, to get set and, and try and get us to a de decent total. I mean, 24 for 3 in the power play, it's very difficult after that anyway, isn't it? How, how do you address someone like Kiel Rahul, who's been such a fantastic player and is going through a lean patch? Well, I was going through a lean patch about two games ago. So, look, these, these things turn around very quickly for us. Uh, he's been a champion player. If you look at his, his, his stats in the last two, three years, they are probably better than anyone in world cricket in T20s. So, he'll continue to be our, our um, you know, one of our main batters, uh, along with Rohit at the top of the order. So. We don't have any concerns there. T20 is a game which uh, is a very instinctive game. And we know once he starts uh, playing positively and few shots come off, it's a matter of five, six balls in this format and suddenly you're back into that, that zone. You've talked about wanting to bat first, putting yourself in those situations. But is the toss almost becoming too important? It is. Uh, as I said, we would, prefer to, would have preferred to bowl first tonight as well. But having said that, as I said last time, if you lose the toss, embrace uh, you know, what's, been, what's been asked of you as a team. Um, to be very honest, I think the England bowlers were absolutely uh, brilliant with the new ball. In the first six, they hardly gave us anything and it made life very difficult. Attack the right lines and lengths and with their pace, obviously, they become uh, more potent with the new ball when the wicket's a bit tacky as well. So we, we definitely tried to come back into the game as, as well as we could, but I don't think our body language in the second half was acceptable in the field. Defending 160, you need a bit more intensity and energy and that was lacking tonight. Now, you're going in with five regular bowlers, and that includes Hardik Pandya. Normally, you've used him as a sixth in the past sometimes. Is that going to be the way ahead? 
Yes and no. I mean, depends on, on the conditions that we are playing in. If the wicket is assisting the spinners a bit more, then obviously your two spinners become your, your you know, bankers and then Hardik can still bowl change of pace and vary space and, and, you know, bowl those three or even four overs. Someone like a part-timer could chip in as well. But having said that, you need to figure out, um, you know, which other all-rounder can be uh, featured into the eleven. Uh, we want to give Hardik a bit more responsibility with the ball because he's going to be a vital part of this team moving forward with the ball as well. We know what he can do with the bat, but with the ball he's coming along nicely. But yeah, uh, once you figure out that you, you are probably an option short at the moment, you obviously would like to uh, fill in another spot there. Uh, Harsha Bogle is part of the world feed talking to the India captain Virat Kohli uh, let's talk about the importance of the toss because it is, it is something that we've alluded to uh, before this match I asked our scorer Gary Morgan just to look at the stats and it may surprise you but there isn't really anything in it uh, whether you win the toss and bat or you win the toss and bowl um, it's not as marked a difference as, as you might imagine it's not actually as big a uh, help to bat second as maybe uh, maybe games in international cricket that we've seen in this series would have you believe. I mean, I don't know what you think, Jared. I think it's fifty-five percent, isn't it? If you bat second, your win win percentage, uh, that's huge in a 50, in a fifty-fifty game. I know it doesn't sound like a lot, but well, the it, breakdown I can give you the it's breakdown. It's not eighty percent. Do you know what I mean? I it's don't <laughs> even think it's fifty-five percent. To be honest, it's it's actually very close. Yeah, it's been fifty-five in most of the major leagues over the last couple of years. It, look, it's a problem for T Twenty cricket because the players have got so good at chasing, and we haven't found a way to kind of make it more even uh, for the team batting first. I, I, there's no other form of cricket where the toss is. Uh, as uh, slanted as it is in, in T20 cricket, consistently anyway. So it is a concern, but we tend to talk about this a lot more when it happens two or three times in a row and we've noticed it and we forget about the four or five times when it doesn't happen. Absolutely. Let's talk about Virat Kohli and then Joss Butler because uh, both um, really showcase the very best of, of, of batting within this format. Um, actually, I'm just looking up and I can see that... Uh, the England captain, Owen Morgan, is speaking. Maybe we can hear from him in a second. But it was breathless stuff from Virat Kohli, isn't it? At the halfway stage, we came, we came back and we thought it felt like it was a 200 game. But then looked at it, the score actually was 156 for six and he just had to repair the damage. There was no damage in the power play. Um, but it also says a lot about just how comfortable Joss Butler Bats, I tell you what, we'll come back to that. Let's hear from the England captain, Owen Morgan. Plans that we had and, and obviously taking early wickets as well in such a uh, long batting lineup makes a huge difference in the game. I mean, the fast bowlers are doing a job for you, but you're doing a job for them by winning the toss as well, aren't you? Yeah, I hear. I think um, today, probably of all the games, the wickets stayed very similar. But I do think there is another challenge with setting a total, you, particularly when there's one short side on the ground. You just don't know what a good score is going to be. And I think if you lose early wickets on top of that, that raises another question. Obviously, you have to play well to be in the game and then take advantage of it. So it's just the dynamics of T20 cricket. It just goes to show how strong every side in the world has to be and, and, and the preparation that goes into every series and obviously the World Cup in seven months' time. When you have a game-changer like Joss Butler in your side, do you have a word with him before he goes out to bat or in the changer room? Or do you just say, go and do what you do best? No, there's no need. Joss is a world-class player. Um, we're very lucky, lucky to have him. You know, since he's taken on the role at the top of the order, he's averaged upwards of 50 and striking it at 150. So he's the best. he competes with the best in the world when it comes to opening the batting. There's very little you have to say to Joss. Um, you, you know, the only time I'm ever disappointed is if he's not 
if he's blocking the ball, which he doesn't do that often. Um, but he's been in incredible form. He's a great leader within our group, and obviously he's been around for an incredibly long time. Um, and in the changing room, obviously, has a huge influence. He almost seemed to be delivering a speech when he gave you the cap. What is that? I mean, a, a hundred is it's a, it's a fantastic landmark in the first place. Yeah, here. It nearly brought me to tears, to be honest. It meant a huge amount. He's a, he's a great friend of mine. Um, our families are quite close. And playing in 100 games, obviously, is a, a proud moment for me. Um, but just the, the words that he said uh, really did sort of warm my heart, and, and I'm very grateful for that. And then, of course, they gave you the game. So congratulations and look forward. These games come so quickly, so look forward to seeing you very soon again. Thanks. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to Visit Barbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. I shall look forward to it. So uh, that was uh, Owen Morgan speaking with Hosha Bogle as part of the World Feed. Um, we were just talking about Joss Butler. Uh, I mean, he's just a, a sumptuous talent, isn't he, Harmy? I, mean, I can't think of many batsmen you'd rather watch 
in world cricket. I, I know, I'd include Virat Kohli in that. Yeah, when he gets going, there's not. Harsha asked uh, if Owen Morgan said anything to him. Does he say anything when he goes out? I think the only thing I'd be saying to him is, do you want to help, do you want to help getting down the stairs so he doesn't get injured before he gets to the middle of the crease? Because uh, when he gets in, gets going. And, and there was a, a tale of two innings here by, by Joss Butler. He went hard on the power player. He picked the right ball to hit and you had down the ground when the spinners came on. And there was a little period in the middle where he just got a little bit scratchy for about 10 balls and he just he just knocked it, forgot about the boundaries, knocked it in the gap. Johnny Bairstow came in, who's a great runner between the wickets. The, you know, they hustled and ran hard. And then once they realised that this is the game, this is the over, he hit, I think he hit Washington Sundar down the ground for six. And that was the moment that just ignited and got Joss going again. He is beautiful to watch. And when he's, when he's, you know, when he's on... Even his half hits go for six, so you know it, it is. It's great to watch, and England are very, very fortunate to have somebody at the top of the order who can bat that way. Uh, there was an absolute comedy moment, and I'm not talking about Chews talking about a bit of pepper and rego spin, which sounds like a <laughs> night at the Brixton wreck to me. And that was Rishabh Pant's run out. Boy, I mean, it just looked like India. If they'd had two batsmen doing what Kohli did, then maybe they could have got up around 180, 190. But it did remind me, and, uh, you know, with a nod to the, uh, the, the sad uh, death of the former Daily Telegraph cricket journalist Martin Johnson this week. But uh, Mike Selvey, uh, the former Guardian correspondent and uh, England man, of course, tweeted uh, his favourite one-liner from Martin, which described Angus Fraser's run-up like a man who's got his braces caught on the uh, sight screen. And Richard Pant, well, I tell you what, that was in homage to that, wasn't it? He looked very similar. Oh, mate, it was it was it was a comedy moment. You're right, Johnny. And um, you know they were going quite well at that time, and and he was batting nicely, and he was just changing sort of changing the momentum um, which they needed um, with England bowling so well in the power play, and just for that to happen. But as I said, you know, with all the greatness that Virat has, there are some downsides, and I just think like he's intense. He's so intense, and it was like oh, there's a little bit of a misfield. It's gone two yards away oh let's take a single well he wasn't even looking up was Richard Pant and he's thinking oh I've got my skipper running towards me I'm gonna have to run he could have said no he didn't he was running and I mean gee I don't know what he gets in the 30 yard dash we used to have like the old speed tests with your pads on and, and seeing how quick you oh, mate, honestly that was embarrassing I think Just I might the, have beat him on that mate, honestly uh, there, there's a few that could have beat he was running backwards <laughs> that uh, that intensity you described it perfectly Jared the, the there was two incidents in the first two overs there was a LBW shout uh, with uh, Kumar and Rohit Sharma was on the field uh, captaining and he decided very uh, conservatively but on a level uh, not to review and he thought it was out <clears throat> as well yeah he did but, but he went with all the experts and he went no this one's not for me and then what did Virat do well Virat I mean I was off air but I was essentially joking he essentially it was Thakur was the bowler I think and uh, essentially he almost dared the bowler not to review <laughs> He was like gesticulating, that's out, we must review, right? Now, Thakur must be looking at his candidate. I'm not sure, Skipper, but you are scaring me quite a lot here, so I'm just going to agree. And, uh, of course, they lost the review. Uh, so, uh, I was briefly at Bang, uh, RCB uh, when he was uh, obviously involved there, and I remember the decision-making process, which was, 
you know, people putting up plans on a board and like, you know, uh, data experts and management consultants and all these things. And then there was this like a box on the side that says what Virat wants to do, because that's kind of no one was actually going to go against him. And he would say, I want all the information in the world. And someone would give him all the information. He'd go, no, that's wrong. Uh, we're going to do this. And he's a very he's a very passionate person, to be fair. But as as uh, Jude said, there's there's a there's a big positive from that and there's sometimes a slight negative from that I think what it does show it shows you how single-minded the guy is he's a genius mm. because of the way he bats and his single-minded approach of going out there and having a game plan in a single-minded way but it also to the detriment to the rest of his team sometimes he wanted that run Rishi Pant Rishi Pant was he only thought in what there was only one thought in Virat Kohli's mind I was going to make that end not bothered about you. I'm going to make that end. I want to review because I need a wicket because I'm captain and I need something to happen. It's I am, I am. And that's sometimes to the detriment of what he is. But I think if I was an Indian supporter, that element of it would be so sort of small compared to the element he gives me with I am with the bat that he is a genius with a bat, but that is his downfall. But yet he dropped himself down the order. He came in at four. Um, and he is a genius at the bat. You look at the top run scorers in international T20 cricket. In terms of average, he is Don Bradman-esque gap away from anybody else. It's only Babarazam comes close, and he has, he's scored 1,200 runs less than him. Everybody else, and most of them are openers as well, average mid-30s, high 30s. Kohli, he averages 50 um, well, I tell you what, we'll, we'll stop waxing lyrical about Virat Kohli. Though. Let's wax lyrical. We'll speak to a man who outshone the India captain today. Joss Butler joins us uh, on TalkSport 2. Joss, uh, well, thanks for the memories, mate. That was a superb knock today. Look good out there. You must have felt good uh, and even better walking off uh, with another win for England. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was a great win for the side. Um, I thought set up brilliantly in the in the India power play to, to take three wickets. Um, you know, Mark Wood bowling with express pace again. And, um, you know, those guys were fantastic. Anytime you take early wickets, um, you no know, really sets you up in a T20. Uh, we just heard from uh, your skipper, Owen Morgan, and uh, he just uh, made mention of a, a little speech you gave earlier on the piece. Just give us a, an idea of, you know, what Owen Morgan has done for your game um, and also this side as well, because you certainly play for the guy. Yeah, we certainly do. Um, you know, he's done so much for, for English white ball cricket. Um, I think initially as a player, um, he's always someone who played a bit differently, um, was sort of, um, I'd say, alongside Kevin Peterson, you know, the two guys who really did it differently and, and uh, pushed the game forward. Um, and, and as a captain, um, you know, he's taken English white ball cricket from um, where it was to a completely new place, um, a place I don't think we've, we've ever been before. Um, we all love playing under him. He's a fantastic leader. Um, he gives everyone so much confidence um, and he gives the backing to everyone. He's got so much trust in his players. So um, no, he's a, a great guy and, and we're delighted for him to reach the milestone of 100 caps. And when you look around this team, I mean, obviously you starred in the 50-over World Cup campaign. There's a World T20 coming up later this year. Is there a feeling that, you know, England are pretty close to knowing um, the first 11 that are going to take the field, but also the squad? Is there a, is there a feeling there within the team out there? Uh, I think we're getting closer to that. Um, you know, I think we've been much talked about this. Uh, series has sort of been the the first, maybe second time we've had a, a real full strength 
sort of squad to pick from and um i think we're pretty close to having a there's you know the guys who we, we want involved there's obviously few on the fringes who always be thought of and and i know injuries can play a part obviously um but uh, you know i think here having a dry run at the world cup playing against in, in against india sorry in india uh, where the world cup is going to be is it's a, a great um, series for us to to prepare for that world cup and in seven months' time and, and find out a bit about ourselves as players and, and where we're at as a group. And Josh, the, that first six over power play, you've played a lot of a lot of 2020 cricket, a lot of white ball cricket, but has there been as good a power player for England in that in that when it comes to pace, accuracy and, and, and firepower? Yeah, probably not. Um, no, it was, I had a great view from behind the stumps as well. You know, the two guys, three guys who... Um, Adil started very well as well. Um, you now Woody's bowling unbelievably quickly. Every time he seems to get the ball in hand at the minute, he looks in in great rhythm. Um, you know, we all know what a star performer Joffre is as well. So those two guys are they're quite intimidating as to face, um, and that's a, a brilliant power play. And there's not many times you lose the game when you take three wickets in the first six. I suppose, Joss. Uh, last one before we let you go. All England need now is to. Uh to win when losing the toss because uh, the toss has played a part in all three matches so far. Yeah, it has. Um, I think, you know, quite a lot of the time in T20 cricket, you know, chasing seems to be the way to go. Obviously here with the lights and the, the dew coming in a little bit, um, it has been, you know, advantageous. So um, it'll be a great effort if we lose a toss and, and bat first to, to win. But obviously saw the wicket a little bit tonight starting to take a bit of spin and, and um, you know, if we play on a similar wicket or used wicket, it may be advantageous to bat first so we'll we'll wait and see brilliant stuff uh, thanks a lot for joining us on talk sport 2 joss that uh, was joss butler who top scored today player of the match uh, with 83 not out brilliant stuff uh, final words from uh, from your start with youtube's um harmy talking about the pace uh, they don't like it up their nose hole, I think is how you described it in the first T20. And nothing you saw today is going to change your mind. No, 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 Johnny, definitely not. I mean, I, I, I get excited. I want to see real pace. I think, you know, just seeing these guys, and it's a good advert for the young kids, you know, that I coach and, 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 and hopefully young kids watching that and hearing us on, on, on TalkSport 2 talking about passion when we see him real pace, you know, 90 plus miles an hour. As I said, there's not many bowlers around the world that can do that and with that consistency and with that control and we have two of them within our side and Owen Morgan has that so it's only going to elevate the England side and him as captain and, and, and just help you in different situations because I said don't care who you are and, and England have just knocked out you know there's some serious batsmen that India have that, that, got, that we got rid of you know K.L. Rule is a serious player Rohit Sharma we know how dangerous he is and, and the young man um, uh, Kishan, is, you know, is a fantastic talent. So to blow out those first three in, in, in the power in the in the power overs, you know, it is left with Virat and and the others to try and get to a respectable score. But if they're in, obviously, then two hundred is achievable. But England wouldn't allow that. And when you've got that pace, you have to unleash that, and that's what he does. And it and it's just great. We have so many different skills. We have got a deal. You got Mo, who we're talking about, who's not even in the side. And then with um, Chris Jordan, we know what he does. And with, you know, your trump cards with Archer and Wood. And we're not even talking about Ben Stokes at the minute. You know, it, it's a great headache to have for Owen Morgan when to, when to bowl these guys. Uh, Jared, uh, from an uh, analytical perspective, we haven't really learned a great deal today that we didn't already know after that first T20, have we? 
You shouldn't lose three wickets in the power play, John. I, I don't know. There might be a stat about that. I'm not yeah, sure if anyone... Yeah, but we knew that after the third, for the first one, didn't we? I think we knew that about nine years ago. <laughs> I think it first started moving around T20 uh, cricket. So, yeah, no. I, I don't think we've learned that much. I actually think in both games, when India lost those early wickets, they actually batted really well after. It's just that once you've done it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> You're so far behind the game. Um, I think maybe if uh, Rishabh Pant hadn't uh, been involved in that run out, they lost about 20 balls through Hardik Pandya not being able to hit the ball off the square and um, Ayer not being able to hit the ball off the square that they didn't need to, to have happen. So that's maybe a different game if the run out doesn't happen. But even then, I think that England would have chased down anything India could have put on. Uh, Harmi? Lots of knockings from yourself yeah, before I'm, you jump on the train back up north. Yeah, I agree with what the, the two guys have said. I don't think India have been beaten as comfortably as they have been in the last two games, in the last sort of 10 years of, of white ball cricket. And this is a formidable team, country, when you play the shorter format. England have been magnificent. I don't think the toss played as much a part in this game than it did in the first game. But I think what it shows is England have got the game and the artillery to go to India, play against the best side in the world in their own back garden and beat them in a comfortable way. And I think that bodes brilliant for what the World Cup is coming in seven months' time. The challenge for England now is to win after losing the toss and for me to get Mo and Ali into, my, into that team. Because if I, am, if I am sitting here now and I was in charge of that team, I'd somehow try and shoehorn Mo and Ali in and that would be the two challenges for me. Brilliant stuff. Well, look, we'll find out if they manage to shoehorn in Moeen Ali into the uh, England side. The fourth T20 gets underway at the same time as the first, second and third. At 1.30 in the afternoon on Thursday, coverage gets underway at half past 12. You can join myself, Guy Swindles, Andrew McKenna, uh, as well as the England international Kate Cross and the former England uh, internationals, uh, Matt Pryor and Gareth Batty for that one. But if you're just joining us, where have you been? Maybe you're uh, tuning in to hear a little bit of football. Well, before that gets underway, why not hear how England's eight-wicket win played out here live and exclusively on TalkSport 2? One slip for Wood as he goes into... Oh, bowling! Mark Wood goes in again. Rohit Sharma's flicked this round to short fine leg and Jofra Archer takes the catch. Jofra Archer and Mark Wood have tortured one of the very best 2020 batsmen of all time in Rohit Sharma. Now Cantermaki Butler is there and Ishan Kishan has gone. He needed to make the run rate climb slightly. All he did was make the ball climb. Listen, that is absolute fire. Oh, it's a bit of a misfield. Now there's a yes-no interlude. There could be a run out there is. Virat Kohli and Rishya Pant have got themselves in a tangle and Pant has run himself out. I'm oh, just looking at his age here because <laughs> he's 23. He was running like he's older than my mother. Well, that was basically club cricket and, and that's being rude to club cricket. As Mark Wood is on his way back in straight aside, steps back, carves this into the offside. He's carved it straight to backward point and he's caught by David Milan. India are in serious draw now at 86 for five here on TalkSport 2. Full straight, quick. Oh, Virat Kohli, lovely shots as it's in again and that's brilliant from Kohli and that is something very very special from a very special batsman what a way to bring up your 50. Yeah, he's just unbelievable from the goat he's unbelievable he's fantastic. Woods in again Kohli steps outside off and pulls him over the mid-wicket boundary for six. England now to win this match require 157. He's in again and immediately is met 
with the broad bat of Joss Butler and smashed about 20 rows back. Chaharlin again, Butler's down the wicket again, Butler smashed him for six again. Joss Butler, oh, smashed it miles up in the air, now does it carry? Yes, it does! And Joss Butler has his 11th 50 in T20 international cricket. He gets there from 26 balls. Sunder around the wicket. Malat's coming down the pitch and is stumped. Right arm over and is smashed back over his head by Butler, who has timed this magnificently. England have silenced the crowd, if nothing else. Sorry. Shadow Takur to uh, start the 19th, gets walloped into the uh, leg side and will go away for four. Johnny Bairstow gets England within one shot of winning this game. Would not surprise me the way Johnny Bairstow is, the mindset he's in, and if he doesn't try and finish it in this ball. It's a slower ball, his boulder's a bouncer, has been hammered down to third man and Johnny Bairstow pumps his fist because England have won. They have gone 2-1 up in the series, they win by eight wickets with 10 balls to spare. Exclusive ball-by-ball -ball commentary of the third T20 match, live from Ahmedabad. Only on TalkSport 2. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 